Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to L Angel. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Angel Podstravaganza <laughs> by two entire people. Hellmo? Hellmo. Oh, I don't know what that. Oh, is it because we're not ghosts? I don't know. We're just two people, you know? <laughs> two entire people. This is Season 5, Episode 2, Just Rewards, also known as the episode where Spike tries to enter Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Original air date, October 8, 2003. Spike is a spooky ghost. Spooky ghost. Spooky. Spike is back and we're thrilled to see him. <laughs> We've got our Cockney accents, Cockney adjacent accents ready to go. <laughs> yep, they're all all revved up. Yeah. And Michaela, the second episode of a season is traditionally when we start new traditions, you know? Oh. It's really a, a new jumping off point. The first episode, that's played out. So the second one is where we, we bring some new things to the pod. And it's mostly I've had a week and I was like... Hmm. What is entertainment? Anyway, I've got some things that I'd like to try this week. Delightful. I'm I'm here for all of them. So the first one is, what's the theme of this episode? Or what makes this episode interesting yeah. overall? Hmm. And then we'll have some stuff at the back. We'll backload this a little bit. But like, just so that we can talk about this as we go along. And I think the interesting thing about this episode, like last episode, it was the whole what they did with gun thing. I think yeah. was one of the more interesting things about that. And we talked about it. This episode, I think it's the fact that Angel and Spike are both sort of these dark reflections of each other. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they've never had to confront that because Spike having a soul happened very late season six of Buffy. So this is the first time where they're really butting heads about that, where it isn't just some contrived drama of Spoik lurking in the the old Sunny D pyramid <laughs> going like, that right bitch. <laughs> Clearly Angel, he doesn't want to confront this so badly that he didn't tell anyone around him that Spike went and got a soul, because then he'd yeah. have to consider, you know, how similar he and Spike actually are. Because it turns out pretty similar when he got these two. I mean, obviously, Angel is dull as a table lamp and his hair goes straight up. <laughs> and he's bloody stupid. Whatever. Yeah. And he's bloody stupid. <laughs> Other than those minor differences, though. No. So this is like the theme of the episode for me, and it's what informs a lot of what we're going to be talking about. Does that a bit sound about right to you? Yeah. And I mean, like a lot of what this episode is here to do is to introduce Spike to a bunch of viewers who may or may not really know who he is. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, we can assume that everyone who watches Angel watches Buffy, but that's probably not true. Right. And so we have to say like, this is who Spike is. This is who he's going to be. And my God, is this the more fun Spike? It's not the funnest <laughs> Spike, but this is the yeah. Spike who stands around being like, yeah, you guys are so dumb. What dumb shit are you doing? <laughs> this is not mopey, brooding Spike who's stealing pictures of Buffy from yeah. her basement of right. when she was a teenager. <laughs> oh, God. Let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> Let's do. So we start off in good old Sonny D seeing Spike's death from his perspective. It's very heroic. He's left behind, says goodbye to Buffy, gets burned up all of his flesh and skin, gets ripped off by this amulet thing, the gem of Amara or whatever it is. <laughs> I it's love still that. not called that, no, I, I, know. I We're going to keep doing it, though. I love it. <laughs> I'm in now. <laughs> and then, boom, suddenly he is in Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> 
face to face with all these idiots. So I have two things to say about them showing this footage. The first thing is that, like, it's from a different network. So God only knows what they had to pay, (laughs) right? Yeah, the licensing rights. I mean, maybe that's part of the deal with, like, okay, we'll give you James Marsters. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and Spike as a character? Yeah. Does the network own any of that? I don't 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 know. know how that shit works. And the second thing, and I was just delighted by this is they show like a pretty good chunk of that scene where Buffy's saying goodbye to Spike and he's like no I gotta Mm -hmm. do this but they skip the part they literally cut out the part where she says that she loves him Yep. like straight up we're just gonna pretend that never happened they do not need it it's completely unnecessary yeah absolutely it's great but yeah Spike's here he's a ghost and it's interesting because like Fred Gunn Wes, I think, and Lauren have never met him. Correct. None of them have ever met him. Yeah. And Wesley's a bit right, because Wesley's kind of weird in that he was there in season three, but that's where Spike skipped a season. Yeah. Basically. Spike's in like one episode, but Wes isn't around yet at that point. Yeah. Yeah. For Lover's Walk, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, none of these people have met him before. They don't like him. The feeling is very mutual. And I wasn't sure at first whether he was a ghost or simply out of phase with everything oh, else. I wish he'd been out of phase. That would well, just be there's like No ectoplasm or ectoplasmic <laughs> signature. Fred gets some amazing jargon to say this episode. Like, it's not technobabble. It's like ectobabble or some bullshit. But it's primo. They definitely stick Fred with a lot of that, like, I'm going to use the word exposition, mm. but like, I don't even know that that's the right word. It is just, mm-hmm. yeah, ectobabble was a great word. <laughs> yeah, she gets to do lots of science beeping, you know, around. <laughs> She's got the like... handheld scanner. <laughs> I've got a picture of this that I've called uncomfortable. Oh, I love it so much. Spike hates the scanner. The scanner <laughs> is, takes up two hands and is beeping at him. And he is in this sort of like body hugging pose for a lot mm. of the episode. A lot of the episode. Where he's just like taken his leather coat and like tightened it around himself as much as he can. And he just kind of waddles around like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I've got another, I've got another picture real quick. <laughs> Because Wes is looking at the amulet under a microscope. (laughs) Now, I had not fully internalized what he was doing. But yes, he is looking at an amulet, an entire amulet, under a microscope. As you've titled it, what can he possibly be looking at? When when he's sitting at the microscope, I'm like, what's he doing? And then I realized that he has the amulet under it, and he's like talking about things that he can see or something (laughs) i don't know what he hopes to glean from this oh yeah (laughs) it's uh it's super weird spike starts vanishing a little bit you know as he complains about being jerked around by the powers that be (sighs) he makes a lot of noise about not being very happy to be a ghost which makes sense right you Mm -hmm. know he is here but he's not really he can't interact with anything although he can sit on chairs man and like (laughs) right whenever you've got something that's out of phase and it's like oh but floors exist in every phase i'm like well what what's happening here is the earth in phase with you yeah he's he's on he's in the chair he's in the car but he can't touch anything else (laughs) only things that he sits down on i yeah (laughs) yeah but that's fine that's totally fine 
there's a lot of nice <laughs> mumbo jumbo happening. Unfortunately, no knocks this episode. Sad. But Spike does, in fact, drop that he has a soul and calls Angel Captain Forehead, which is classic <laughs> stuff. Oh, good old Captain Forehead. I just feel like they're going to have the best insults for each other, and I'm really looking forward to all yes. of it. Uh, and they are these weird, dark reflections of each other, <laughs> and like everyone else learns that Spike has a soul, and Angel's like, I didn't think it was important. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I bet, buddy. I bet. <laughs> And he doesn't want to talk about how similar they are. Spike's nothing like me. <laughs> We've got me. so much in common. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, there were a bunch of times in this episode, possibly to do with the whole ghost thing, where James Marsters was so ADR. Like, yeah. So many times, like half the lines he said, I was just like, what is happening? Either he's super sick or like... <laughs> They had to do it because of all the, like, weird green screen ghost nonsense? I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, most scenes, though, he's there. Yeah. People just aren't touching him. So, like, he has to be sick, right? Like, yeah, it, I guess. Because it just, like, it's never going to be perfect, the ADR. Anyway, yeah. Spike <laughs> is the first. This is oh. this is what's happening. Right, yeah. Matt, can you imagine if they introduced the first on this show? And they season were like, seven of Buffy, gone. season five of Angel. <laughs> it's not gone, though. Yeah. They didn't do anything to it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. They wrecked its plan, I guess. One of its plans? <laughs> I mean, if you're the first, don't you just, like, wait for a thousand years and try again? Why wait? You can't be destroyed. (laughs) What's the point of waiting? When you make a big bad that's literally evil, the source of all evil, you know, maybe you should not do that because you can't possibly (laughs) think through the repercussions of such a thing. Oh, yes. Okay, we get a quick shot of Luchador Mailman. I'm very excited. Uh, And then a spooky demon shows up in the middle, the lobby of Wolfram and Hart, and Angel starts fighting it. And I'm like, 10 to 1, that is a client of some kind. And indeed, yes. (laughs) Like, how the fuck does Angel think that guy got in here? He's like, who let him in here? And you're like, clearly, clearly he's here because he has an appointment. Like, That's your fucking three o'clock, man. Where are you? Do you remember? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, No, he doesn't, though. (sighs) No, he doesn't, though. But it turns out that it's fine because the thing he kills, culture, like strength or whatever. Sure. Great. Gun shows up and is super competent and great. He's fired a bunch of people. That's what he's been up to ever since he got the, uh, the law knowledge. He's been interviewing people and just firing left and right if they are actually evil. I really feel like there's a portmanteau to be made here. The lawnage? Hmm. Oh. uh, (laughs) It sounds like it's about lawns. It does. (laughs) Now, can we talk a little bit about Harmony? The knowledge. Okay, I'm done now. Yeah, we can talk about Harmony. (laughs) Knowledge is good. I hate it, but it's good. Harmony (laughs) is here and she's trying to make peace with Spike, but it is so one sided. (laughs) Spike is a ghost. He couldn't give two shits that Harmony's here. He doesn't care. Like, he never really gave a shit about her. And, like, having a soul hasn't changed that. He has bigger fish to fry. And she really wants to talk about their relationship. (laughs) (laughs) She does. She really does. And it's all such great comedy. Oh, oh yeah. Just just phenomenal stuff from her. <laughs> Talking about how he's emotionally unavailable. <laughs> oh. He 
he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, she'll be pissed when she realizes he's physically unavailable as well. Oh, damn. She's not that smart, <sighs> though. Yeah. I mean, she saw him walk through a desk. <laughs> That's true. All right. We find out that the internment acquisition department <laughs> has been shut down by, I believe, Gunn, who was like, you can't just rob graves. I won't allow that. It's right. It's super evil. <laughs> Like, we've got this goat sacrificing department, and that's okay. But this yeah. internment acquisitions, no, we can't. We can't be doing this. This is going to be a little bit of a problem, though, because uh, they've got some, like, big-name clients who are into the product of the IA department, you know? There's one guy in particular who just, like, needs a steady supply of corpses. For whatever reason. Yeah, no big deal, but he's really going to be super mad if we stop giving him corpses. So Angel does the best leadership thing possible oh and God. sends a flunky to tell this clearly big bad that there is bad news about his supply of bodies. And you're like, aren't you just sending him a fresh one, though? Yeah, like, well, I mean, he sends the flunky back in bucket form. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and again... That sends a better again, message. Again, you're like, Angel, like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> what are you, weird. No, this is perfect. Wolfram and Hart are like, okay, yeah. Sorry, the senior partners. Mm. Look at these ding guy, and they're like, okay, let's fucking put them in charge. They'll do a much worse job and make a lot of more people angry and do a lot more to make, like, the world a worse place. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they are. Angel doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's killed a client and pissed another one off. Buddy, maybe you should just ask a gun about all of your decisions before you're yes. like fully decided on them. You Run know? them by your team, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, super good times. Now, there's a lot being said in this episode that casts necromancers in a negative light. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure that's fair. Now, you seem to be on the side of necromancers, and I couldn't possibly imagine why that might be. Does being a necromancer automatically make you a bad person? No! This necromancer is a bad person. He's, you know, well, he's helping people. Is he he's helping. He's helping demons. Well, he's stealing. Okay, no. He's not stealing the corpses. He's procuring buying, I guess. The Who's corpses? using them? So it's true. I mean, some might say that he's, like, defiling the corpses of people who have passed. This is a victimless crime! Uh... You think Wolfram and Hart doesn't rebury the ground? They're goddamn professionals! Okay, but, like, what if your your aunt died, and mm -hmm. then they dug her body up and put a new person or demon in it, and then you and saw then you her saw walking around. around? Yeah. There are stories of doppelgangers in many cultures. They're, they're a bit <laughs> freaky, but you you move on. Yeah, okay. So, huh, I guess <laughs> necromancers aren't inherently evil. <laughs> Correct, yeah. In, in fact, I'd say this... While not a paragon of society, <laughs> Hainsley uh -huh. isn't the worst evil that we've ever seen on these sorts of shows. The people were already dead. They're already dead. They're not using the bodies. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. <laughs> a pro-necromancer podcast. I just There's a very hard line anti-necromancer in this show, and it's not providing a balanced viewpoint. <laughs> So you think that maybe that should have been Spike's role to be like, hey, are we so sure that this necromancer is a bad guy? 
Maybe he's just misunderstood. And I say, Zangief, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. Uh, it could have gone to many people. I mean, Wesley and Lauren don't get a lot to do. So, you know, uh, just uh, be like, hey, you know, a, a fair and balanced viewpoint. That's all I'm asking for. I will say that, like, because Spike has so much to do this episode, everyone else does basically get shafted, like other than yeah. Angel. Which oh, yeah. I, I didn't love because, like, last episode, when everyone sort of had an equal amount to do, like, I think I actually had a better time with that. Yeah, at the same time, getting to see these two characters play off each other is nice, as long as they don't make it the angel and spike show right yeah so yeah like one episode like this fine and especially because we have to introduce spike and like mm -hmm. i don't think that it's gonna be the angel and spike show but honestly i don't super remember so i'm like a little bit worried right now michaela yeah. if i were to ask you what angel's number one skill is what would you say <laughs> i don't know the thing he does best <laughs> oh i mean lurking in the shadows oh correct so what does wesley find him doing late at night <laughs> I was going to go more with, like, brooding, but I feel like lurking in the shadows is along the same lines. You can definitely get a lot of brooding done in the shadows. Angel's just, like, despondently staring off at the L.A. skyline, which I have yeah. to imagine is how a lot of scenes will start in this show. Him staring at windows, brow furrowed. Yeah, And it's such a great opportunity for someone else to come into the office and be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were busy brooding or whatever. <laughs> But I've got some plot to talk to you about or maybe yeah. some character development to get done. And he can just turn around and be like, whatever, I'll do it <laughs> later, I guess. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the voice. That's our angel voice, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's just like totally <laughs> spot on, you know? Like, that's him. That's Angel. <laughs> angel feels guilty slash suspicious about all this Spike stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> and Spike just keeps getting popped back into the Wolfram and Hart offices whenever he tries to leave the city boundaries. They basically say that the amulet, I guess, is owned by Wolfram and Hart and he's bound to the amulet. So therefore he's bound to Wolfram and Hart, which there's a lot fine. of hand waving involved <laughs> yeah. in Spike's reappearance. And like, I haven't cared enough about any of it to really take note. Yeah. Because, like, the bottom line is Spike isn't going to hang around here if he doesn't have a reason to. So they have to have a hand-wavy reason. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. Because then we get Spike just annoying Angel by popping <laughs> into every car he chooses. <laughs> oh, it's going to be some fun times indeed. Gunn comes up pl with a plan to hurt Hainsley, Magnus Hainsley, the evil necromancer. Guys, come on. <laughs> well, anyway, hit him where it hurts. Quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the money. Right in the money. They're going to enact this plan. We don't fully learn what it is yet, but this is to get back at Hainsley for sending Novak, the, the lackey, back in a bunch of buckets, as we said earlier. Yeah, and Angel's like, okay, no problem. I, a vampire, am going to go visit this necromancer with my ghost pal. And like, all of that seems like a great idea. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Why... Why is the evil client a necromancer in this episode? I don't know. Like, it's not like he's a secret necromancer. Angel goes to see him with like the full knowledge that he's a necromancer. And you're yeah. like, Angel, you're dead. You're literally dead. What do you think is going to happen? You're ghost vampire buddy. Oh, God. Like he's like double doubly dead. Doubly controllable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But this is the thing. The senior partners look at this guy and they're like, oh my goodness. Guess what we can do. 
<laughs> think what a hilarious prank it They're was. They're like, oh my god, you don't think he's really gonna go see the necromancer, do you? He, oh my god, he's doing it. Oh my god. Right? You could just cut to the senior partners watching this all on like an infernal television, eating infernal popcorn, <laughs> and I would be fully on board. Right? They're having the time of their lives. <laughs> on lives, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, super good. Hainsley has his, like, well, for one, creepy mansion with creepy butler. Mm. Two, his incredibly creepy showroom of all of these posed corpses. The fact that they're posed does make them a lot worse. But, like, you have to see what they they would look like, you know, in the world before you're going to pick which one you want. Oh, it's so, so disquieting. And, like, yeah, all the actors in the background are swaying a little bit. But that's perfect. Because it gives, like, they could just start moving at any time. At they're any very time. creepy. Oh, they're very creepy. And they've got this makeup that's like, they're dead, but they're not mm. entirely dead. Yeah, he's recently deceased and then preserved. Preserved them in with like, you know, really on the level necromancer magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fully oh. reasonable necromancer magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, right, they get in, talk to the butler, he goes away, asks Hainsley what he should do. Hainsley's like, fucking kill him. We we already killed one person from Wolfram and Hart. What's yeah, another couple? This. Yeah. So the butler oh. comes back up, and in one of the most fun scenes... It's so fun. I was so delighted. He tells them that they'll have to leave, essentially in pieces, and then pulls out two butcher knives and starts twirling them around, which I've captured in my picture Butlertron. And it's very much that, like, Indiana Jones thing of he, he does all his fancy knife tricks, and the angel, I mean, he doesn't shoot him, but he pulls a tiny teaspoon out of a cup. <laughs> kills him with a teaspoon to the head! <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking inspired. And Spike is just, like, so over all of this. (laughs) He's like a teaspoon. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely delightful. So, right, they're not having any of this. They're going to go down, visit Hainsley. He just did this thing where he transferred the essence of a demon into a recently deceased corpse. And, yeah, they get down there, have a bit of a confrontation. I mean, this is great for the demon who wants to be able to walk around and look like a human. Mm. But, you know, Angel's not really very excited about this. And, yeah, he confronts this, again, necromancer who... Basically can hold him in place (laughs) with magic and is like, oh, I could just dust you right now with no effort. Yeah, I mean, it it goes about as well as you'd expect, really. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hainsley's very much with the body controlling mojo, but then Angel pulls it back and is very much with the asset freezing mojo, taking away all of this guy's money that he has accrued. Oh, yep. Took your money. Now what? (laughs) Refers the case to the IRS, which is a very nice touch. (laughs) And then he's just like, well, I guess I'm... I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Good talking yeah, see to you. Ya. And like Spike comments on how lame this is. Because <laughs> right. really, like, you know, Angel's supposed to be this protector of people, this <laughs> warrior, and he just comes in and is like, Well, I froze all of your assets, um, so Oh, I should be dopier. <laughs> oh, I froze all of your assets. Yes. So I guess we're done here. <gasps> that is exactly what he <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> 
Oh, man. He leaves. Spike disapparates as Angel is leaving. But oh no, he's been pulled back to have a chat with Hainsley. Hainsley's like, hey, I noticed you aren't corporeal. Guess who could fix that? This yeah, guy. Yeah, and they're, they're going to play this pretty hard. Like, is Spike evil? We'll make it seem like Spike is going to betray Angel because he wants a physical form back. Yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> Labeling it as, like, straight evil or good to do this is kind of problematic for me. Because it's very beneficial to Spike. Angel and co. don't want Spike around. And if he's mm-hmm. just, like, got a double-cross Angel to get what he wants, he's done that a bazillion times already. And, like, Angel with- or, sorry, Spike with soul versus not is, like- not all that different most of the time. Yeah, I don't think that at any point the episode was trying to necessarily say, ooh, maybe Spike doesn't have a soul or he's secretly evil because this is not evil enough like no. to be saying that. It's it's in the, in the gray area of, okay, maybe Spike is just doing this because, yeah, he doesn't want to be a fucking ghost anymore. And him double-crossing Angel is not that big of a stretch, as you said. It's certainly a dick move. I'll give you oh, that. Yeah. And I think the episode does a very good job of this. We'll come back to this later, but like, I wasn't sure moment to moment whether or not Spike would double cross Angel. Cause like, there are ways that this season could go and we're on episode two of 22. Yeah. There are ways that this could go in either direction to make that pretty reasonable. And it's a good way of getting Spike in a corporeal body. Like, and Spike does not like Angel. This is... Oh, no. Spike and Angel do not like each other. This is a core thing for them. I think that you're right that they do do a good job. It's always hard for me because I, even if I don't super remember, I'm also like, okay, I know that Spike's not actually doing this. So then it's hard for me to really, like, see how, like, convincing this is. But I mean, if... Even if Spike did double-cross Angel, like, Angel isn't necessarily completely fucked. Angel can just get out of it because he's the main character of a television show. Yeah, that's And that true. could be the dynamic. Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be that Angel dies. I doubt that's going to happen on episode two of season five. Wouldn't you be surprised, though? And now <laughs> this show is just called Spike? Ah, oh, yes. This is the classic <laughs> thing that I always want. It's the, the Neville Longbottom and the Potion of Resurrection. <laughs> it's the Faith the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Faith yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Oh, the, the whole show just changes name. It's so insane. Oh, it would be crazy. Yeah, I really like when Angel and Spike are talking a little bit earlier, and Angel brings up the gigantic disparity yes! between the amount of time it took him to get over being re-insold <laughs> and Spike to get over being re-insold. You asked for a soul. I didn't. It almost killed me. I spent a hundred years trying to come to terms with infinite remorse. You spent three weeks moaning in a basement and then you were fine. And like, (laughs) Spike asked for this to happen and it only took him three weeks of moping in a basement. Angel had this thrust upon him and it took him 80 years of eating rats in alleys. Right? Like, Spike puts one blue shirt on and suddenly he's (laughs) not mad pistache anymore. (laughs) It does definitely feel like Joss is taking a bit of a dig. Oh, yeah. At the writers of season seven being like, you did what? Because it's not like, you know, 10 years versus 20 years. No. It's two amounts of time that are so different that it just doesn't really make sense. I can imagine Joss in the writers room being like, we have precedent. Like, we did it. Did no one watch season one through three? Yeah, like, Angel mopes and whines a lot about how long he was crazy for or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's all fine. (laughs) We've got the angel crew learning a bit more about this amulet. And I'm like, can't Spike just be like exercised? Like, Wesley, you're a, a spooky person. Can't you do an exorcism of some sort? No, he's tied to the amulet. But if you cr- if you smash the amulet in, like, a hallowed place, maybe it would work. Well, it sounds like it'll release Spike, but in a way that will send him on. Not yes. in a way that will, like, tether him back to the Earth. Mm-hmm. Which, theoretically, is not what Spike wants. But he's making a lot of noise about, you know, if the options are to continue being a ghost or to be released. He doesn't want to be a ghost. He doesn't no. want to be able- unable to interact with or affect anything, right? And this is the first of, like, the, I don't know, many layered steps of me being like, oh, is this actually what's going to happen? And mm-hmm. I think it, it sort of turns it a number of ways where, like, yeah, at first we're presented with Spike is going to accept his amulet being destroyed. And then, like, oh, no, he's double-crossing Angel. And then he's triple-crossing the uh, the necromancer <laughs> all along. And then in the end, it's kind of amp- He feels a bunch of ways about things. He's in a gray area. And he doesn't have a clear motivation. He's just like, yeah, trying to make the best of things that I can. Of this very unfortunate situation. Yeah. He feels like he doesn't deserve to be in this situation because he saved the world. And like, this is his reward. Yeah. And that's a tough place to be because, you know, he's had a soul for, again, very little time comparatively. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't want to try to atone or be a hero. And like, this is the first and most heroic thing he's done. And his reward is to like, (laughs) be a ghost and feel like he's being pulled into hell. Yeah. Meanwhile, Angel's done all the wacky crap Angel's done. And he's the CEO of a fucking law office. What? And Yeah, Spike's pretty mad about all that. It's doing evil things? And he's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You're at the head of an evil corporation now? Do you... Yeah. <laughs> How is this fair? How is it fair that I'm a ghost and this is you? Well, I mean, it's the same... It's what you were saying with the the reflections of each other. Because, exactly, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's Angel. He is the vampire with a soul. He's supposed to be a good guy. And he's doing things that aren't necessarily good. I mean, maybe he's claiming to himself that he's going to be able to do good things. But, yeah, his reward for basically teaming up with evil is to be in charge of a law firm and have this sweet <laughs> penthouse to live in and have all these beautiful cars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem fair at all. And like Angel's going after the the quick immediate thing that seems good, and it's often bad. Yeah. And it's been bad for two episodes now. And we're gonna see how long <laughs> it takes him to cotton on to the the idea that the the initial thing might not be the best. I mean, he's gotta figure it out at some point, right? <laughs> You'd imagine. I don't know. You'd imagine. We next come to a scene that has all of the people who saw that Spike Angel poster (laughs) just very excited, you know? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because that poster is selling us a homosexual relationship between these two characters, and now Angel's shirtless. (laughs) He's getting into bed. Oh, who's in the room? It's Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The tension is thick. That tension. Oh boy. As we get into talking about that, I want to take a brief moment to talk about these interscene flashes that keep happening. <laughs> that is how they do their transitions on this fucking show. Has that been happening like yes. for all four seasons? The whole time. <laughs> okay, so 
whenever it switches between scenes and it's not commercial breaks i'm pretty sure maybe it is but i don't know (laughs) it switches between scenes and you get these like subliminal flashes of things happening and there's one that's like wolfram and hart just like the logo really big up on the screen and i keep seeing these and being like i i I didn't i i missed it is it important is is it ominous It is, for whatever reason, the way that they decided to do their transitions, and they stuck to it. I don't mind it. It's easy to overlook because it is, like, two frames every couple minutes. Yeah, I don't think it detracts. It just, it makes me feel on edge. But that's good. This is a darker and grittier show than Buffy, right? It's actually interesting, too, because in the first episode... I noticed it a lot. And in this episode, I barely noticed it. So I'm already just completely used to it. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Like, I had noticed it slightly last episode, but not enough to write a note about it. Yeah. And then this episode, it took me until, like, three quarters of the way through. And I'm like, fuck, no. These these goddamn flashes. Michaela might be laughing at me. (laughs) Just being like, how has he not noticed all these fucking flashes? And you think there's just, like, subliminal information hidden in the flashes? Yeah. I mean, there could there could be, honestly. Right? I don't know that fans. there's not. Right? They're <laughs> there's very nothing short. in the wiki about subliminal messaging in the flashes. Because so. be, they've, they've got the Wolfram and Hart logo, but maybe the text underneath it has been changed. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Wolf Farm. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> All right, so Angel's half-naked, in a bed, (laughs) Spike shows up, (laughs) and it's very spicy. (laughs) But Spike's more like, all right, Gav, me and that necromancer bloke, we conspired against you, didn't we? (laughs) So, I mean, that's the subtext of what he's saying. The text of what he's saying is, all right, I don't want to live on this damn planet if I'm going to be a ghost. (laughs) Right, yeah. He basically says that he wants Angel to effectively kill him. Yeah. And Angel has to, like, take some time to think about it. Or, like, maybe that's not exactly the order of things. Maybe after he learns that the amulet uh, can be used to basically, like, get rid of Spike. Yeah, they had a big, like, um, group scene where they were talking about that and, like, whether or not it was right to kill Spike. And, yeah, I mean, for all of Angel being like, oh, Spike's the worst, he still, he doesn't, like, run out right away to do it. He thinks about it. Yeah, which is nice to see, especially because Angel is, like, darker and edgier, and he killed that guy last episode, so he's completely (laughs) off the chain. I mean, this episode, he sent a man to his death and then killed a man with a spoon. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different show. That man had two large butcher knives, though. No, I guess that one, yeah. Man, I just saw the, the name of your picture, and I had to hold my shit together. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <sighs> just trying not to think about it. <clears throat> okay, so, good. Spike and Angel, get ready to smash. Oh? The amulet in the graveyard. Oh, shucks. Maybe next episode. <laughs> Probably next episode, right? <laughs> Someone is hoping. Actually, I think lots of someones are hoping, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they go here. They've got a really nice scene of, you know, talking about this being Spike's last act on the earth and how he's sort of accepted that this is going to happen. He, Yeah, he wants this because it's the right thing to happen now. And does he say something like, I'm glad it was you? Oh, I'm glad it was you, Gav. (laughs) But all of this is a load of crap because it turns out the necromancer is here and is making Angel, oh no, he's doing a stop hitting yourself to Angel. (laughs) 
hilarious. <laughs> I just feel like there's something in Spike saying, Angel, I want you to be the one to do me. Yeah. In oh, that's good. If I were to die. Yeah, that's like the exact line with the pauses and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the slightly Irish accent at the end. Don't worry. Oh, it did go Irish, but that's fine. So. Um, Spike's just so torn up that he wanted to speak to Angel in his native uh, accent. <laughs> the Angel concussion count goes up. Necromancer up and Spike are very happy. Spike is ambivalent. It's fine. Necromancer's like, let's take this guy back. Let's get you in his body. And then we're going to wreck some shit up. That will be mayhem. <laughs> It's a great plan, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because we put Spike in Angel's body. Spike goes and fixes all the shit for the necromancer. And, I mean, at this point, he could just do whatever he wants. <laughs> so probably fuck some other shit up just for fun. Uh-huh. And then the necromancer's like, oh, I can, then I can get you your own body. It'll be great. Somehow, probably. Yeah, that's fine. That part of the plan seems a lot more questionable <laughs> and is very glossed over. Hand wavy, yes. Yeah. So Angel wakes up. On the slab, <laughs> down in the necromancer's lair, and <laughs> I, I'm still not a, actually sure about this shirt because I I think what's happened is they've taken the same shirt that he was wearing and just cut it up to his like sternum, so from the yeah. bottom at the middle to expose his belly button. And That's we've seen this so before. Silly. The necromancer goes in like gets his hands all up in the guts. And does to do some, the soul transfer yeah, thing or like the essence stuff. transfer or whatever. Right. So you need some clear access to it. Why bother just rolling the shirt up or taking it off when you can slice what I've called reverse V? <laughs> oh my god. Because there is no V it's... to be a reverse nope. V. It's just the it's reverse. Just a reverse V. And it looks so silly. And you have to think that they like saw this. And even after they did this stupid <laughs> cut, they could have rolled the shirt up. They could have done something. Take the shirt off. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, he looks so <laughs> silly. <laughs> they decided to roll with reverse V. Oh, God. I love it. Just and goodness. honestly, it looks like it could be intentional. Like, it's not clearly a cut that has been made into this shirt. I thought that the necromancer had dressed him in a fancy <laughs> reverse V shirt for the ritual. Because the cut is so perfect. Oh, if it's it so nice. Cut. Yeah. So either someone's just very good at cutting shirts, which is possible, I suppose. Sure, yeah. Or, yeah, the necromancer just owns a bunch of shirts like this. <laughs> but it, why would he put it on him? It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> to preserve Angel's modesty, you know. I guess. He already had one shirtless scene this episode, and that's his, like, contract max. Yeah, that's his quota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so everything's going to go great. Hainsley's going to put Spike into Angel, except, dun-dun-dun, there is a triple cross involved, and Spike ends up getting stuck in Hainsley's body. Well, he ends up staying there. Sorry, staying there. Just to take over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was so close to entering Angel. Maybe next time. So, so damn Maybe. close. Yeah, Maybe again, definitely next episode. So a fight ensues. Angel gets up, decapitates Hainsley with... <laughs> A round, like, metal dish. There's some fun stuff where Hainsley had been dead for, a, like, a full minute, <laughs> yeah. and it was Spike just punching Angel. <laughs> hey, he he's in a corporeal body. Might as well make it last. Right? Like, yeah, he needs to take his chance while he's got it. <laughs> make the most of it, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Spike is a fun, spooky ghost again, still sort of thing. Yeah, I'd say still. <laughs> <laughs> we go back, we get another... Quick bit with Harmony. I have, I don't even remember what this is in reference to, but she uses the idiom praising to the horse's mouth. 
Oh, man. She uses a couple idioms that are just so wrong this episode. And it's just phenomenal stuff. It's almost as if she were a vapid high school student who got turned before she could finish her high school degree. And has never bothered learning anything else. Uh, And you've got the picture harm here. Yes. Where she has this very, very nice lilac halter top on. Mm -hmm. She's looking fly. Looking great. (laughs) I just, oh, she's so fun. What a great background character. She is a great background character. And like, she's always the butt of the joke. Oh, yeah. But for some reason, it always works. And... It is not yet old. God, I hope it never gets old. There's sort of a... uh, There is some cruelty to it, but because Harmony is so chipper, like, nothing cruel can stick to her. And she always fires back with her own bit of of vindictiveness. So it's like, oh, Spike is rude and dismissive of her? She fires back, and it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's funny as all hell, because she's not hurt by it, she's trying to hurt other people, and it's not working. I think that's where most of these jokes really, like, shine. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, her being so upbeat, but then also being a vampire... And so, like, inherently, she's just very evil. Yeah. It's just great stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And we finish up with a bit of Spike and Fred. Fred is pretty unner- unnerved by Spike's whole spooky ghost shtick. Yeah, she really doesn't know what to think of Spike in general. And, like, the fact that he's a ghost on top of it, she... Like, I think she's really not sure if she can trust Spike at this point, which is very fair. Yeah. Because he seems pretty untrustworthy. Right? <laughs> He calls her the science queen, which I love. She is the science queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does bring up a couple good questions because she's like, why aren't you going to Wesley with this? Like, he knows more about ghost stuff. And you're like, yeah. Doesn't That's a great he? question. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he? I mean, he didn't have a fancy beeping scanner earlier. It's true. So he just had that microscope that. to look at an amulet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's in a science lab. Of course, he's looking at an amulet through a microscope and, like, hoping no one notices that he's not actually doing anything. Oh, boy. Good times. I think that's about it for our episode. Yeah, I mean, we basically end with Spike. And, like, Spike is very good at being vulnerable when he wants to. Like, James Marsters really brings that to the character. And, yeah, he's basically just, like... You know, I'm scared. Like, please help me. Yeah. And, like, he's slipping away. He's done that several times this episode, and he doesn't yeah. know why. And he's so powerless. Oh, oh, this is the phrase I used, yes. He asks Fred hel- Fred's help uh, to not get sucked off by a cosmic chasm. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Which I think is pretty eloquent. Yeah, it's very eloquent. Uh Fred is obviously disturbed by this, so, yeah. (laughs) She's a bit concerned, definitely. Yeah. Michaela, do you like this episode? I did have a good time, I think. And I don't know that this is fair, but so many of the lines being ADR'd, Mm. like, really was taking me out of it. And was like, it just, like, I think it made me have a worse time than I actually did. Yeah, there's some Spike and Angel stuff that would have been more poignant if it hadn't been ADR'd so heavily. Yeah, because I just, like, it was hard to really focus on what was happening when all I could think was, like, why did they do this? Like, what's wrong with James Marsters? Is he okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's a a good point. 
this is a great setup for Angel and Spike's dynamic, really. It is. And, like, what is their relationship with each other? Yep. James Marsters is getting the second billing on this show. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gotta introduce him and make it make it stick in some way. Yeah. No, this is good. Some of the group stuff I definitely found to not play to the strengths of the other characters that are here. And yeah. uh, just be like, I don't know, a lot of talk about an easy to grasp thesis. Like, should we kill Spike? Yes, no. And like yeah. that scene took five minutes in the actual show. And I'm like, okay. Whenever they have this ensemble cast that they're wasting, you're just like, no, don't make the same mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really don't. I I don't want to see that happen. Michaela, as we wrap this up, there's something else that I'd like to introduce to this show. Ooh. Let's do fancy. a Rose and a Thorn. Okay. Do you know what this is? Have you done this at like a drama camp? No, I've never been to any sort of drama thing. Oh, sorry. You went to band camp. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Math camp? This one time. Band club? Hey. What was... No, I... You were in music no... club? You were in the marching band. <laughs> No, I want to be very clear that I was in flute choir and there was no math club. Math club. That's I what you were I wasn't going to math club. Yeah, yeah, you were in math club. Anyway. It's been like 15 years and I'm still so salty about this. You probably didn't do Rose and a Thorn in math club. So here's what it is. It's something about the episode that you liked. That's the rose and something that, you know, you got hurt by. That's the thorn. So just a, a positive and a negative takeaway from it. I'll go first with my rose. Cool. Yeah. It feels weird to end with thorns because it ends on a downer, but fuck it. That's the order that it is in the phrase. So we start with yep. roses. <laughs> my rose was my inability to tell whether or not Spike was actually going to betray Angel. Mm. Uh, and yeah, for a 45 minute episode where that plot line gets introduced at like the 25 to 30 minute mark, like yeah. there are a number of twists that they have to pack into a short amount of time. That honestly did keep me guessing and kept me on my toes. Good job. I think like my favorite thing that happened in this episode mm -hmm. was Angel getting so mad about <laughs> Spike being insane for such a short amount of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's so self-aware. It is. And it just really... <laughs> It just as the writers being like, man, those Buffy writers really fucked that up. Yeah. You know, making it seem like Spike could get over hundreds of years of murder and mayhem and torture in like three weeks. By putting on a blue shirt with three quarter length <laughs> sleeves. Yeah. That's what yeah. you really need to cure madness, say the Buffy writers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they really do uh, yeah i i fully agree with that it's a thing that needed to be talked about in this episode or soon at least and yeah it's so relevant to everything that's happening here fully agree my thorn of this episode is that lorne has been left in the dust so far this season as has wesley yeah but like lorne even more so because wesley at least has had character interactions with angel repeatedly and frequently yeah. So he's, you know, had had the little bit of prompting for Angel. He's like, he's a sounding board, I guess, for Angel. Lorne, like last episode, had the courtroom stuff and like a throwaway line about something he wanted to do with, you know, some of the LA actors that are <laughs> beholden to Wolfram and Hart. And like <laughs> some singing stuff. And he just hasn't had a lot to do. So I want to see that change. I want... Because he's super fun and, like, he's dressed amazingly most of the time. I want to see him do more stuff. And just the idea that that actor is coming in and getting oh, in all that God. makeup to have, like, one line oh, is yeah. so depressing. Oh, that's My rough. God. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Do you have a thorn? I, and I understand that it's a television show mm -hmm. and, you know, these things happen this way. But, like, I, it feels like sitcom level drama to have this demon show up 
to have Angel start fighting him and Harmony be right there. And for her not to yell, that's your three o'clock yeah. before he kills him. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense that she wouldn't try to stop him. Mm-hmm. And she's she's right there. She literally just tried to tell him about it. Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. And I, it's like the kind of fabricated drama that you're like, aren't you better than this show? <laughs> they sh- yeah, they honestly should be. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. Michaela, do we have a winner for this episode? Hmm. Uh, definitely not Angel, because Spike shows up. Definitely not like, Spike, because he's a spooky ghost. <laughs> definitely not Hainsley, because he dies. He's dead. Not Novak, because yeah. he dies. Not Harmony, because Spike is still emotionally unavailable. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one else has a major <laughs> plot in the episode, or contribution the to it. The senior partners. The senior partners. Because to watch Angel do stupid shit. <laughs> Absolutely. The senior okay. partners are knocking this one out of the park. Yeah, yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, and for once, Lauren is not going to win Best Outfit because he was barely in this episode, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, who does so have instead, Best Outfit? Oh, it's that lilac top that Harmony is wearing Hell, at the yeah. end. It's not reverse It's v? so complimentary. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't you bring that up. <laughs> That's not an outfit. It's a travesty. Wait, so I shouldn't have modified all of my shirts to be like that? You know, that hurts you more than it hurts me. (laughs) No, it's so breezy and fun, though. And it's summer? I mean, listen. I'm going to buy a shirt from the thrift store, and I'm going to cut it and give it to you as a present. You'll have to wear it at least once. You don't want to see my drift. Yeah, you're right. Well, this is the thing. I can avert my eyes, but you have to walk around like that all day. That's how it hurts you more than me. I see. <laughs> yes, Harmony is knocking it out of the park with her very nice purple top, her necklace to match, just looking good. Eyeshadow, I'm not fully convinced, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good for you, Harmony. That's the only good thing that really happens for you. You look good. That's depressing. She's so fun, though. We don't mind. Oh yeah, Michaela, what's coming up? No, no, no. Next time on Angel. God, <laughs> fuck. I was like Buffy and then I was like Angel and then I was like the what slayer and I'm like he doesn't slay anything. I mean he slays people (laughs) is what I'm getting. (laughs) Cause like Hainsley was a person too wasn't he? The Jarloxel demon slayer. Yeah. Uh, Fuck what's happening on Angel next time. Okay I'm gonna give you the episode title and then I want you to like I'm gonna see if it if it makes you guess what it might be about. Okay? Delightful. Okay. The next episode is titled Unleashed. Uh, who has been leashed up until this point that would need to become unleashed? Is this because Angel's already sort of gone off on people, so it's not like he's holding himself back a lot. Okay, let me let me oh, phrase it Jaguar. This way. <laughs> Oh, that's a good or guess, Panther? but no. Whatever it is. If this was an episode of Buffy, which character would it be about? Willow. Or perhaps the werewolf? <sighs> now, don't be excited because it's not Oz. Oh. Well. <laughs> but it is another werewolf. <laughs> okay. So they're introducing a werewolf character to this show. I am genuinely curious to see what the werewolf costume is like in Angel Season 5. Right? Because how many years has it been it was since we Buffy saw... Buffy Season 5 that... Four? Four? Four. 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 Oh, no, you're right. Because season... Mm. <laughs> se- season 5, he comes back, but he doesn't wolf out, does he? No, because he's all calm and shit now. No, 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 because he ends up chasing Tara because oh. he can, like, smell Willow on her. Right. Is that season 5? I guess Tara's around, so it must be. Yeah. Or is it season... No. Anyways, it's been a few years. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, it's been some time. 
<laughs> this is what we need to keep in mind. And it's a completely different network, so interesting. And, like, we all know how much you love lady werewolves. Oh, no. <laughs> At least the worst <laughs> offender is dead. I, mean, I, she's dead. I don't have things about, her. like... What the fuck? I don't have a, a thing against lady <laughs> werewolves. It's that particular... Veruca? Is that her name? Yeah, I think I think her name's Veruca, right? Oh my god, she's just <laughs> insufferable in every way. Yeah. So yeah, I don't like her, but like, like I don't have a vendetta against lady werewolves. That's fine. Well, yeah. unleashed. Um, okay. I mean, I can I can read you the thing if you want, because you won't remember it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. A young woman named Nina gets bitten and undergoes a transformation into a werewolf <laughs> for the next three nights. Angel tries to help Nina, unaware that she is being hunted by an exclusive club which specializes in exotic meals. Oh, interesting. Some people want to eat that werewolf meat. Yeah, obviously they do. It's good meat. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it sort of ties in because there's the werewolf hunter who, like, specifically sold the pelts, you know. Right, there's a market for everything. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good times. I, hmm. I'm i interested to see how Angel fucks up being a hero next time, you know? Because <laughs> Lord knows. <laughs> that's always what we're on the lookout for. A lot yeah. of the problems that he causes are going to be for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Good times. Uh, yeah, until then, our listeners can always reach out by email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com, possibly the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. I forget which episode this is, technically. <laughs> it's so hard to remember. <laughs> we had the Skyline stuff, and it, it threw me off. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> what else can they do? Oh, pictures are up on the Facebook page. That's the other place you should look for us. And until next time, see, see you, you later, later LA Gator. Gator. Hellmouth. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Hellmouth. Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hellmouth.